What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed that a.k.a. Along with my co-host, say your name, Pop. Steven City P. Watson. And together, that would make us goddamn brothers. Listen up, people. Look a little different on here, don't we? Got a different angle. and We got another individual. Y'all see him. Y'all hear him. We talk about the nigga all the time. <laughs> all right? I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Give it up for one of the homies, Mr. Reggie Price. Go on here, give yo, it up. Yo, for yo, people, yo. Right? Woo, don't clap that shit, nigga. That's one of the homies right that's now. That's right, that's but right. But before we do any of that, we gonna hit you with a slap of a topic because we gonna be talking about something that's been going on. Y'all seen it with Dave Chappelle, the stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got upset for no goddamn reason. He was just telling the truth. You see it with the Me Too movement. You see it with a lot of shit that people do. And we tired of it. All the fake outrage must end mm-hmm. immediately. But before we do any of that, well, first, we got to get to a little bit of something we call Town Hall Business. City people, what you got for me? As always, shout out to our viewers that are tuning in right now. I know he's kind of flood running in. Always shout out to our fellow brothers in the Brothers Hub. Like we said, happy birthday to our good man, Richard Price, right here. All right, right. That's why he's in the building. Also, shout out to our other brother, Mr. Young Bull, Ryan Watkins, but at my mama's table. Shout out to our official DJ, JMC. And as always, you know what? I can't run out. Kind of ran out. I kind of ran out. So I guess I'll pick it up right now. Yeah, go ahead and pick it up. I'm ran out of shout out. Shout out to all of our affiliates. Shout out to W I A N Radio, Memphis, Tennessee. I said Memphis, Tennessee. Uh Shout out to UBN, Urban Broadcast Media. Shout out to Scene Chicago, where you can catch yours truly dropping off some of the bombest articles you've ever read in your goddamn life. Shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to I, him, him too, and everybody that makes the brothers possible. We ain't nothing but a Google away, people. Tired of telling you this. So, because we got another special guest up here, man, we want to give you time to do your shout outs, man. But before you do that, man, just tell the people who you are, a little bit about yourself, brother. What's going on, everybody? It's your friendly neighborhood, Reggie, um, neighborhood antagonist. Y'all know how I do it. <laughs> uh, podcast called Reggie Podcast, also known as I Could Be Wrong, but I doubt it. Catch me on the Brothers Network. I'm actually dropping the episode tomorrow. That's why he's staring at me like this. Like, no, I'm talking about you going to plug the shirt. I was worried about that. Yeah, that too, but you know. Sir, y'all see, y'all see my boy, Ain't Blades, Sean Zay, what up? I went to high school with him. I, I know he ain't watching this because he working right now. <laughs> this dude stay booked. So get at him for all of your tattoo fires and desires. <laughs> this nigga better than fire and desire, earth, wind, and fire. Mm-hmm. Hey man, this tattoo is fire. Hey, you know, as always, support your black owned business, man. You gotta support our own because if you don't support our own, who will? Yes, sir, yes, sir. And I think we're a little bit done yeah, with the shout out. So we got another special little thing we do. City P, I'll leave it up to you, brother. Time for some episode of what's really good out here in the streets and being this if. We took the time off yesterday to apparently view a tragedy. It was like going to a funeral. A tragedy that was known as the Bears versus the Packers. Because, you know, we 
we want to move this episode just for that. And we kind of regret it. Yes. We we kind of regret it. Because mm-hmm. that was a fucking debacle. It was, it was horrible. It was disgusting. It was distasteful. It was disrespectful. There's any diss, whatever you can think of. We lost 10 to 3. I, I don't know how this happened. You can't even. How do you summarize? How? That? It's not an ass whooping. How? It's not a bad loss. How? How do you emotionally compartmentalize that bullshit game? I don't know. Oh, yo, it's like when somebody still off you and they can run real fast. So you never you catch them. You can't catch them. You can't catch them. <laughs> the punch didn't hurt. <laughs> but you just can't catch and that I nigga to retaliate. <laughs> but you can't catch that nigga to retaliate. That's, That's fucked how up. Everybody in Chicago feel right now. We don't Man. know what to do. It ain't like we got an ass whooping. Just bring Cody Parky back. Just make it go full circle, man. It's like, fuck, I'm hurt. But anyway, man. And next one up, real quick. So you heard about this little Azalea Banks. Yes, yes. That's why I hate this bitch sometimes. Uh, Azalea Banks got into some shade about talking shit about Lizo. 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 You know the R&B artist, Lizo, the the plus side? The big girl. The big girl. So apparently she got into some hot water talking shit about her and talking about how she's pandering and how come nobody listens to her music and a whole bunch of other goofy shit that Azalea Banks likes to run off on the mouth with. And I just don't understand the relevancy behind her. But somehow Azalea Banks. Okay. Because for some reason she keeps finding a way for motherfuckers to talk about her. Right. And I think that I, we know that's our reason for doing this for, for what? If Why does she exist? I think you if Wendy Williams was broke, she'd be Azalea Banks. Basically. <laughs> just like... So, once you get past that, it, it, it all makes sense. I think Azalea Banks do it for the same reason we talking about it. <laughs> because it keep her name in people's mouths and keep her relevant. So shout out to you for this bullshit propaganda you got going on, Azalea Banks. Uh-huh. I like the way you did it. Shout out to your PR rep. He's doing Jesus an amazing Christ. job because you are getting talked about on social media. With your bootleg, brandy looking ass. Anyway. But, <laughs> come on, man. Why would you say that, man? You got your feelings hurt by somebody cracking a joke on the show about cracking jokes <laughs> called Wildin' Out. So why are you being so insensitive talking about this one? We don't like colorism around here. All right. But you always, ah, you know, I ain't even going to go into it. Most of, our, most of our stuff has to go to our topic, man. Let's go to the topic. Perfect segue. Now, let's switch. Let's okay. switch a little bit. Let's, let's calm back down because we got to get into our topic of today mm-hmm. and today what we're talking about is the outrage culture man that seems to be so prevalent among everybody in social media on tv if somebody gets in trouble like i said dave chappelle said <coughs> the best do you remember that joke that he said about who oh, you guys if you do anything wrong i'm going to uh, come back and get you in 15 years exactly this society that we got today is full of outrage about every single thing. Mm-hmm. And I wish I can say it was genuine, but anybody with a decent eye can see that it's almost about clout. It's almost about a personal agenda. And we got to get a little bit sick and tired of this shit because it's only serving the people who do it. It's not serving any big cause. So today, as always, the brothers and Reggie Price, we're going to break down exactly what this outrage culture is about. Now, I alluded to it, the Dave Chappelle. I just want to get y'all opinions about, what was it called, Sticks and Stones? Sticks and Stones. 
you know, as far as this that's outrage, what made it funny. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the irony behind that is literally funny. As far as this outrage, man, and just dealing with what Dave Chappelle touched on, man, I just want to get y'all opinion, you know, and the backlash that came from it, any concerns that y'all got about it, man, just the whole nine. Okay, months, man. so here's the issue right here. So this seems to be centered a lot. You know, what's funny that he cracked a lot of jokes. He cracked jokes about white people. He cracked jokes about black people. He cracked jokes about suicide. He cracked jokes about pedophilia. But you know what really, 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 really bothers people? Apparently, the one group of people that seem to be really upset about that shit is the cert is the alphabet people, what he likes to call them. And we ain't talking about the FBI. We talking about them L's, them G's, them B's, them T's, and them Q's. Yeah. Because that's basically where the major bulk of all this backlash is coming from. Because apparently, there's a whole bunch of bullshit excuses. Now, clearly, you already know, Taylor, where, how we feel about this. But there's apparently a whole bunch of bullshit excuses that are being made about how he's promoting violence towards gays and lesbians. Or how he's being antagonistic or his jokes are played out and they're being brutal and it's like a politically correct culture now that we can't say certain things like that. It's back to the fact that he can't say the word the F-bomb yeah. or gay slur mm-hmm. on TV because but he can endow himself to say the word nigga. You know what? I think Dave Chappelle blended a lot of raw humor with the truth. And I think he did that excellently. Like, even though it's politically incorrect, like you would say, I believe he said what all of us have been thinking for a long time. There is a lot of outrage about something that should not be. And I'll give you a perfect example. He was talking about R. Kelly. He said that when you talked about R. Kelly, it normalized him. You, you remember when he was talking about yeah. the transgender? But when you talked about the transgender people, they got outraged. Right. But he said he met a transgender woman, Daphne, and she said, well, why don't they say that you normalize us? And I'll tell you why. Because these goddamn agendas that's going on with the LGBTQ community. And nobody wants to talk about it because these niggas is moving like a mafia. They yeah. moving like good fellas. Joe Pesci. They'll cancel your ass in a heartbeat. Yeah, and they not the mafia. They the, they the politics. They the lobbyists. They, they, they the senators. They got their hands in all the political bouts going on. How you feel about that, Reggie, man? Look, I, I know you got an opinion about this, brother. Mm-hmm. I know the you funny, got... The funny part about Sticks and Stones is it really just put a mirror up to everybody's own personal bullshit. True. So we found out who the person in the classroom is that likes to see everybody else get made fun of. But when it's their turn, Oh, I'm telling the teacher. No, oh, man, no, you going to the teacher. <laughs> oh, you got to get expelled. Yeah, My right. mama want this person expelled. Right. Like, like, Can't take it, huh? For real. Can't take it. And it's one of the things my mom, R.P., always told me, watch the people who dish it out the best. Mm-hmm. I bet you they the ones who have the hardest time taking it. Mm-hmm. Just watch them. What they say, loud, the loudest nigga in the room is usually the scariest. Yeah, and what we seem to see is the loudest people that screaming social justice, equality, is the people that can't take what happens. People talk about each other. Right. That's actually a way that people relate. 
we just got finished watching a show called Roast Me, all right? This is something we kind of do just to warm us up, get a mind popping and whatnot. And on this show, everybody talks about each other. No matter if you're in a wheelchair, no matter if you're fat, no matter if you're white, black, Mexican, Puerto Rican, anything, everybody can get it. What that shows, though, that we don't talk about, when you talk about someone, that is a form of inclusion. That is a form of welcoming somebody in. So as much as you want to be involved and equal with your shout out, outrage culture, by you always saying something is a problem, it's excluding yourself from the very party you trying to say you want to be a part of. So what you really going to do? Because it sounds like you're trying to avoid nor- being normalized. So let's go ahead and just tell the truth almost. What's that? This don't sound like you want inclusion. This sounds like a little bit more like you want preferential treatment. You want to be the center of attention. You want to be the untouchable. Mm -hmm. And you want the clout. Honestly, I'm not mad at it. Because everybody likes perks for the team. They just happen to be on. (laughs) And I'm cool with that. Uh, It's just like like with with the the alphabet squad or whatever y'all want to call it. It's like... Yeah, you want to insult people, and yeah, you want to out people, um, like, like the White Hours, you know, trying to get itself <laughs> back together. Yeah, you want to play the game when it suits you, but sometimes it don't, and you gotta, you gotta give and take, and that's actually equality. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it's just like, well, you mean to us, and we're looking for equality. Like, yeah, people are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so. Equality is getting work that Which granted, motherfucker. Like, but you know what? Ironically enough, that wasn't the only time we had this type of situation. And what was that? This happened earlier this week. Remember with Kevin Hart? Okay, if y'all don't know, there was a video clip that leaked, that came out on Twitter that's gotten everybody busted because you know motherfuckers don't understand context. Context, people. Basically, Kevin Hart got into it another Twitter battle because he had a comment on LeBron James' show, The Shop, where he discussed Lil Nas X's sexuality. Lil Nas X went into detail about his sexuality. So, as he was discussing it, Kevin Hart, in his own Kevin Hart way, said, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, basically, he's saying is, in context, what he's saying is, why is it such a big deal about your sexuality? Like, why can't we just accept it for who you are? Now, granted, uh, let's be realistic. Now, let's be great. We do understand that we came up in a culture in the hood that a lot, this got frowned upon, this got dogged out, you got beat up for it, you got shot at for it, and you were called, if you were even suspected to be that way, you got almost killed in the hood. But the thing is, okay, can we get rid of that? Can we get rid of that? To an extent, you got I, I just, You were, you were, you were, you were looked down upon in the hood if you basically came out like that. So, I do believe the culture has evolved enough to kind of like, yeah, we we accept it. We, you know, it's, it's it is what it is. A lot of niggas be in the closet about their shit anyway. You, it's suddenly been surprising that a lot of niggas have been in the, coming out of the closet about that shit. Like everybody's got their own sexual experimentation about certain things. But what's funny about it when it comes to Kevin Hart is when he said, who cares, it got a lot of problems. Because see, the thing is, I think I know what the problem is. Couple, remember a couple of years back when Kevin Hart 
cracked the joke, the gay joke. Who's mentioned Dave Chappelle talked about that too. The, the gay joke he cracked by his son when he talked about bashing his son over the head with a dollhouse. Right, right, right. So apparently the gay community was not happy about that. They, Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars, and when they backtracked and found that little joke, they said, nah, we don't want him as a host of the show. And so the Academy pulled them off. But they said that we're going to let you back in under one condition, you apologize. And he told them, no. I'm not apologizing for that. Right, right. Wait, wait, wait. One important detail about that. Yeah. He's not going to apologize about it again. Yeah. That matters. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> it's, it's not like you've been, you know, you've been done with this already. Right. He... Apologized for the tweet and stepped up to the community and said, "You know what? I did this. My bad." Mm-hmm. And ten years later, now if he, did, I, I guess his logic was, if he just says some new stuff and apologize for that, and be like, "All right, well, that's a different argument." But wait a minute, you want me to apologize again for the thing that I already Same apologized joke. for right. because this this microwave outrage, like you really right. know me. Right. So right. why why no, I'm not doing that again. We've been through that. Right. And, and then it, the nigga went six weeks and apologized to everybody on national TV. Oh bro. <laughs> now see now here's the thing. Now that's the thing that bothers me about Kevin Hart, honestly. Now, if you apologize, we apologize. But own up to that. Own up to the shit. You fucked up, okay, you apologize, move on. Don't go back and backtrack and apologize again for some shit you said five, six years ago. I ain't that mad at you. Got too hot. I got a I got a diff it's not a different opinion. It's a different angle. I kind of feel that this LGBT community, this shout out, this outrage type of community going on, I think it's kind of fucking gangster. I'm gonna be They roll like a unit. They roll like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets in their way or whoever looks like or they perceive that looks like trying to oppose them, they are going to crush at every moment. I kind of yeah. wish that the black community would actually take the same type of way of moving. Not necessarily for the judgment, not necessarily for the, the, the movement or the cause, but just the way that they move. They will blackball your ass for saying one joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black people won't blackball you for killing millions. So, it's something to look at the way that they move. They almost look like they got their tactics out of some type of military war science or something. So, even though you're always outraged, I'm going to give you big ups for the military tactics y'all be using. Because from the outside looking in, I'm telling you, man. That's that's, that's crazy. Salute for having the the proper pieces in place. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to be realistic. <laughs> Ain't no this might be all fucked up right. when I say it. But let's be real about it. The only reason why y'all got this talk is y'all got the pieces in place. If y'all didn't, no one going to give a shit about what y'all said. What if I gave a different angle on that? Well, you want to give a different up? angle on it? I think, and this goes back to, all the way back to the advice that is part of the thing I give men about women. And it's part of a Patrice O'Neill quote that says, women's power is immense fear of whatever it is they're going to do. So I propose that more people take the Dave Chappelle approach to it. Like, look, I know this how you feel. These are my opinions on it. Deal with it. 
if you gon' if you gon' cancel me, good luck, nigga. Right. Like, <laughs> like you tried to cancel that nigga ten years ago, and he came right back with another comedy special. So why? Right. Like if you gon' cancel, me, good luck, because it's like I think a lot of power is in people's fear right. of right. whatever it is they gon' do. Let me ask y'all a question, real quick. Right, okay. Do you really think that the gay community is actually, let's say if we did say, we're going to include y'all in it, we're going to stop, which is kind of like an oxymoron, how we going to include y'all in it but not talk about y'all, but that's another story. But let's say we include them and we stop talking about them, do y'all really think that the gay community and people in general is ready to normalize this no. as a society? No. Okay. I don't think they're ready I, for I think so. You do? Well, all right, you go ahead first. I'll see you guys. Because um, we got to think about what it means to be included and accepted. When you're included and accepted, you lose something. And that 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 something is called being special. Right, right, right. Is, give you a story. All right, so a few years back, I had a homie hit me up talking about some, I want to call, I just wanted to call you. I'm just letting everybody know. I'm bisexual. <laughs> I know the story. <laughs> and everybody else apparently had these, oh, oh, oh man, Fun. you're so brave stories. Mm-hmm. And my response was, okay. They were like, why are you saying like that? It was like, because I don't care. And on, on the surface, it sounds mean. <laughs> but let me explain. All right. I didn't care because... It doesn't apply to any aspect of our friendship. Right. When, like, sexuality is whatever it is that causes you to get your rocks off. And that's fine. But if I don't plan on being there or being around when that happens, why should I give a shit? Okay. <laughs> and I've always looked at sexuality like that. Like, I'm this. Okay? Go nuts. I'm not going to be there whenever you pursue that. So have at it. So you don't have no fear that maybe that sexuality might get turned on you one day no. or anything like Okay. You know what? Why, why would I why would you I know, fear that? You know <laughs> what? I, and also, what is okay. there to fear in that? You know what? That's that story true. actually brings up a sidebar topic that I really want to kind of ask about this question. When are we going to start addressing the fact that there are a lot of people out here that fetishize homosexuality? Let's be real. I don't know what you mean. Okay, you ever we see this, and I'm sorry, you know what? I'm gonna tell the truth. You see this boy. No, no, no. You see this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see this. When are we gonna keep it real with Okay, you see this a lot in women. You see this more in women than anything else. How women like to fetishize homosexuality. They treat you like it's a joke at times. Like, oh, that's my bae. Call it your best friend, a female friend. That's my boo. That's my bae. That's my wifey. That's my girlfriend. And all that shit. Well, oh, but then they'll say, oh, I'm gay. I'm going to make out with my best friend. And shit like that. But see, here's the thing, though. I understand that. But here's the thing, though. The reason why you can tell you that is like they treat that like it's, like it's a joke. It's like a little game to them. But some people who are actually openly gay, it's like, yo, this is a little bit insulting. Like, you're kind of making a mockery out of our sexuality. Which is blatantly what you're doing. You're making a mockery out of sexuality. And the thing is about that is, you can think a lot of people in the LGBTQ community aren't exactly fond of that. That's why, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the LGBTQ, honestly, give bisexual people a lot of shit. 
They don't like bisexual people because they kind of told the fences of every time between being with straight and being gay. Like, they told the line. They go, they, they fence riders, for lack of a better word. Uh, but they they take that as a, a very a insulting thing as to say, you're not really gay, so why the fuck are you pretending? Because it's trendy. Exactly. And, and, and you know why? I, I don't think they should be mad or dismissive of it because it's their turn. I'll give you a, a prime example. Um, everybody watch Netflix, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you remember a show about a good big black dude called Luke Cage? Yeah. And everybody loved Luke Cage. And, oh my God, this is the greatest show ever. And meanwhile, comic book nerds like, uh, where y'all been? Right, right, right. <laughs> I look at this the exact same way. I know for a fact, before 2014, none of you niggas knew who Luke Cage was. I know I did. <laughs> none of you. But see, this is a new show. But the thing is, but the thing is about just going, that's why I said I don't think the I don't think the gay community or the LGBTQ community is ready for that normalization because they fight so. Because like you said before. To be normalized, you lose the right to be special. Right. And, and they have been fighting so hard to protect the lot to be right to be special. And that's and, where the clash is. Exactly. And that's why there's so much clash about Dave Chappelle and this jokes about him. Like you can't say this about us. You hear the stories about how many people in the trans community have been killed and trans people die every day. For the fact that only 17 people have died in 2019 in tri- who are transsexual. And over half of those aren't even hate crimes. Most of them are domestic crimes by other gay people. So be sure to keep the fact checks on that. But anyway, uh, you hear excuses like that, and then you hear excuses about we've been bullied our whole lives. Everybody's been bullied. We've been bullied most of our lives growing up. People have been shot at. People get picked on. Black people get shot at and picked on more than anybody else, any other culture in the world. It's, I'm not saying I'm trying to downplay what a transgender person or anybody in the LGBT community go through, but like, no, you're not alone on this shit. We've all been through it. Mm-hmm. What makes you get more special special treatment or preferential treatment than anybody else? So you don't think this toxic outrage syndrome is going to be good for the LGBT community? You don't. You don't. You don't really think it because you think that it's going to take away the one thing that they want is to stand out. Yeah, they want. They want that. Right. They don't want to be normalized. They want. It's diametrically opposed. Yeah, they want to be. They. They want to be the cool kids, but they want to know it takes a lot for you to be accepted to be one of the cool kids. Everybody want to be the cool kid in class. It's just they think this is their turn to be the cool kid. They want to be extroverted loners. That, yeah. That's what yeah. I say. Yeah. They, they want to go west with the crowd, but they want to go northwest. They, yeah. So they can stand out a little bit, but they still traveling with the group. No, they act like no, they want no, to no, be... No, no. They, they, wanna, wanna, they want to go north-south. <laughs> yeah, I'm still... <laughs> right. Where you going, guys? They <laughs> want to be the trendiest people in the room, and they don't understand trends die out over time. So guess they, what? You just go through stuff that everybody else go through. Like there's nothing, there's no, you don't get, you don't get preferential treatment, sis. Sorry, you don't. Everybody catches the fade every now and then. Everybody, you got to suck it up and get over it. If not, then walk away. But you're not different. You're not special. 
the world, the thing, the problem is that there's a lot of people trying to take the word of a couple of, say, a culture of a couple of million, two or three, four million, over the logic of 25 to 30 other million people who probably be like, why y'all so upset about this? And I want to preface, well, clear up, because we already started, so I can't preface this. We're not talking about your regular, everyday um, wife and wife, husband and husband, whatever. You know, just living your lives, people who live that lifestyle. Wait, this is not addressing y'all. This this is for the people who want to say, because I am part of this community and practice this lifestyle, if you have anything to say about it that I don't like, I'm going to find a way to destroy your life, take away your income. Like, those people are the people in that community and all communities. Because we live in a society where people are really, really getting off on doing things to people that affects them without it affecting them back. Right. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you, man. So... We kind of coming to the conclusion, but I really want to give everybody a chance to say how they truly feel, you know, any final thoughts you might have about this whole situation, let the people know. We're going to start off City P. Well, I don't know there's much really to say other than the fact that, look, in this game, in this story called life, everybody got to follow the trend. Everybody got, nobody's different than the next person. We're all on equal playing field in some way, shape, or form. To be included, to be accepted with one of us, you got to take some punches. You got to roll with them. You got to be able to take the jabs and be able to suck it up and say, all right, that was fun. That was good. You got me on that one. I'm going to get your ass back, though. But we got to be squared up. We got to be square about this. We got to be even. Being in the LGBTQ community does not make you special. I'm sorry. It doesn't. This is what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted to be accepted. Y'all wanted to be included. You can't be outraged when it finally happens. Okay? As as vain as this shallow this might sound, as you said, you told you joked about this before. It's a joke, ladies and gentlemen, chill. Y'all got gay marriage now. Oh yeah, that argument was over. Y'all struggle cards before. It's over. <laughs> y'all got gay marriage. No, no, no. They got police cards now. Yeah, police cards. <laughs> Reggie Price, what you feel about it, bro? Um, to keep it simple, people, straight people, people outside of your community, we're not dumb. <laughs> we know what some of y'all are doing. We know that y'all throwing stones and trying to use y'all sexuality as a shield to make y'all exempt from retaliation. We're not dumb. And if some people may tolerate it, but it's, if, even if it's flying now, it ain't gonna fly for too much longer. Because we're, we're just not stupid. And if you want to be treated like everybody else, there's good and bad and everything. Now, of course, the, the violent stuff, of course, don't run around. Don't nobody put hands on nobody. First right. Of all. I, that <laughs> should be given, but don't put, don't put. But at the same time, hit people get hit. Right. Because <laughs> like stop. stop A hit dog you, will holler. Stop trying to use um, your social status right. 
as some type of tax exempt form from life. It's not gonna fly. Trying to put a 501c3 on your gender and your sexuality. It's like, mm-hmm. bruh. It's messed up. Like, chill. Like, it ain't that deep. Your sexuality is at a point where now, like, you don't care. And just to piggy off some of what Reggie Price said, uh, not only is it being used in that way, but it would be a different thing if this whole thing was genuine. But I believe a lot of people that can see beyond this understand that this has not a social agenda, but more of a political agenda. Because the same people that are pushing for the LGBTQ, a la Obama, that we didn't talk about that did nothing for the african-american community it's the people that are sitting in the senator seats the people that are sitting in the house of representative seats the people that are sitting in the lobbyists that are pushing the bills and the agendas for the years to come in the united states so let's actually take the veil the decadent veil off this whole situation this is not about social injustice this is about you getting your foothold in the political game so that you can affect the world as a whole this is just a show and we are the puppets and you are the puppet masters but a lot of us have cut our strings off and we can see what's actually going on can i give a homework assignment go ahead do that school's back and i would like to give a homework assignment to the audience Gay history is going into school curriculums. I did hear that. Here's the thing, and this is this is where we separate um, the bigots from the nons, in my in my opinion. Because you know me, options keep people honest. It's something I spout all the time. It's all about your ability to choose. Mm-hmm. So what I want to ask the audience as part of their homework assignment is um do you all think that gay history should be mandatory that's the operative word mandatory do you think if a person is just not interested in that that's not their that's not part of their um religion not part of their practice it's not part of their lifestyle that they have to deal with it in school there you go. Take that with you. No. <laughs> Hundred. Oh my god. Uh, I'm just saying because <laughs> in college you can go. You gonna get some. You can stuff. go all two years of your associates, mm-hmm. all four years of your bachelor's, all six to eight years of your master's, and never step foot in the history classroom. No. That's true. That's true. So people, go out there and do your goddamn homework, man, and flip up this outrage culture and see what it truly is, man. And I hope we covered this for you. Because I am Dante Chase Bridges. And I am Stephen C.P. Watson. And I am your friendly neighborhood, Reggie. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Join us next week where we're going to be smacking the hell out of y'all again on an episode of the Brothers Podcast. Because there ain't going to be no Bears game on Thursday to embarrass us. I hope that the Bears get their shit together. God damn it. They won't. But we're going to do the same thing we about to do to end this episode to the Bears. Peace. I need a drink now, damn, man. <laughs> <laughs>